I recorded a couple podcasts, episodes 20 and 22, about giant skyscrapers. The entire city encapsulated in, in the skyscraper. And they were like modular, like Legos. You could just add stories on the top. You could raise and lower them. And you could control the weather. If it was raised up really high, it would act like a mountain. And so it would block moisture. If you had them all over the place, you could control the weather and make it rain where you wanted it to rain. And it would have a 3D transportation grid. I think modern cities like New York are basically as big as they can possibly get because it's a 3D city with a 2D transportation grid and it just doesn't work. I'm talking about like Wonka elevators. I don't know what that means. Oh, like a Willy Wonka elevator that goes up and down and side and side and forward and backward and it'll just go anywhere? Yeah, or like highways and like paths like 40, 50, 100 stories up. Stuff like that. But last episode, episode 29, someone mentioned their idea of a dystopian future and it involved living your entire life in a giant building. <laughs> so I thought it was utopia. He thought it was yeah. hell. For my idea, I was looking in to expand the skyscraper topic to the moon. I, I was Googling like moon colony ideas, and one of them was to have a giant dome in a crater on the moon. And it was called the Shackleton Dome. It's basically an informal proposal that a bunch of NASA scientists came up with. There's like a crater somewhere on the moon, and they want to put a glass dome on top of it. But I think domes are stupid. First of all, it'll take forever. It'll delay colonization by 20, 30, 40 years. They said 20 years in their proposal to build this giant glass dome, but I'm guessing it'll be much longer than that. And it's basically, it's pointless empty space above your heads. First of all, you can't look up into the sun because there's solar radiation because there's no atmosphere. Maybe you can have some sort of glass that blocks some of the sun, but if it blocks so much of the sun that you can't see out of it, then it defeats the purpose of having all that empty space in the first place. So just plop the skyscrapers on the moon, fuck domes. <laughs> but then I came up with an idea on how to build a dome on the moon. So I'm completely reversing that position. So that's the idea. I call it the ball pit moon dome. <laughs> so you have the crater. It's, it's still in a moon crater. And it's sloped, so it gets wider as you go up in the crater. That's important for how this works. So you pour in a bunch of balls into this crater. And these balls would be lightweight. And instead of having air in them, they would have like a vacuum in them. Or near vacuum in them. So they would be rigid in some sense to keep them from collapsing under the vacuum. Mm -hmm. And then you just pump air underneath them, and as the air pressure increases underneath them, how did I word it? As the air pressure increases, the mass of the air in a given volume exceeds the mass of the balls in a given volume, then the balls will just float on top of this layer of air like a ship floating on the water. It's a lot easier to just dump some balls in the crater than to try to build a, a glass dome, like all of the support that you'd have to build to keep it from collapsing as you're building it. And This, you just literally dump all of these balls. They're like uninflated, and you launch them up, and then you inflate them with sort of a vacuum and then dump them in there. And then however you generate air, you generate air, and they just float up. And so that would be the top of the dome. So instead of having glass, it would be these vacuum balls. What would, what would keep the yeah. air, what would keep the air from if, escaping? I don't know about from physics. I don't know if that would ever work. Yeah, I don't just, know if it'll work either. But, just uh, being heavier? So yeah, so the, the balls would have to settle in such a way to create an airtight seal. 
Part of it was, well, I think, well, the inside of it, most of the inside of it would be rigid, but then maybe the outside of it can, like, bulge out. Yeah. Like, so the bottom of it, maybe it bulges out and creates sort of a seal. Certain materials, like, if you just pour them, and, like, molecules, too, like, some of them will create nearly a seal based on how... I think there's a whole branch of science about how, like, shapes... It's almost like fluid dynamics, but with chunks of stuff. Like, how, how will it settle? There might be some sort of shape. Like, well, if you, if you had perfect cubes, yeah, they might create a seal, but I don't know if that would work. You might be able to come up with some sort of material that it just naturally... They kind of squish push, together, they squish together. To each other. Or yeah. there's, like, static electricity pushing them together or mm-hmm. some sort of thing that they just naturally create an airtight seal. I don't think I've ever felt dumber. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're assuming that it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just the stuff you're saying, I'm like, Holy if, if you're shit. thinking this is a dumb idea, you're probably the smartest person in the room. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! So certain kinds of chemistry like make certain kinds of kind of like snowflakes, where they certain materials made of certain things can kind of mesh together in certain ways. But that, like that would work. Another thing to think about. So part of the reason why we don't see stuff like that in Earth is that there's, like, wind. Mm-hmm. So, But on the moon, there's technically something called solar wind, but it's not really enough to, like, push things around. So there's no force that's going to, like, move these balls and break the seal. Mm. Um, It'd be interesting to see how, like, structural design changes when there's no need to worry about Mother Nature trying to kill you. That crossed like, my no, mind. No tornadoes, no earthquakes, just, yeah. just sitting there. You can build whatever you want. That crossed my mind with the whole dome thing, because in that environment, you wouldn't need it to be a dome, mm-hmm. necessarily, which I think you're kind of getting at already anyway, but yeah, there, there'd there be no, other than, I guess, the symmetry of it, there'd be no advantage, well, not necessarily an advantage to a dome, because there's nothing yeah. to resist against. And so my thought is, well, there's nothing on the outside <laughs> that can hurt the dome, well, I guess a little, like, tiny asteroid could hit the top of it and puncture a hole in it, or some idiot could jump too high <laughs> and then punctures a hole. So then what would happen is you'd have, like, an air geyser, so it'd be like a balloon popping, like, all the air would be coming out of this hole. Yeah, it'd be like a geyser, like Old Faithful, but it's air going into a vacuum instead of water coming up into air. But it's basically the same thing. So the way these balls settle on the, the layer of air... If you have that geyser, the ones on the side of the hole might just fall settle, back into fall place back and, into yeah. place. And then the the resting height of the balls, because there's a little less air underneath it, might be a little less in the crater. Hmm. So it would it'd be like a self-fixing roof. Mm-hmm. That's one factor of moon colonization I didn't think of. Yes, there are no dangers from the weather or wind or anything like that, but since there is no atmosphere, anything falling from space... It hits. Yeah. There, it doesn't like burn up like it does here. So like you could build something completely massive that would be indestructible until something hit it. <laughs> no matter where you are, the air around you is always trying to escape from right. you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I did see a proposal for an inflatable moon dome, be like just blowing up a balloon and living inside it. Mm-hmm. But then if it, if it got punctured, then somebody would have to quickly go up and manually seal it, and it's not self-fixing. Right. There's like bike tires that are self-repairing. Like if you puncture the bike tire, the air will start to escape. And there's some, like the, the bike tire is lined with slime and it kind of slides into place and patches itself as it gets punctured. 
which sounds like the same kind of idea you're using yeah. with the balls, where you just have some kind of membrane that can fix itself when it gets punctured somehow. But the tire, I bet a lot of that is because it's spinning. The centripetal yeah. force is pushing the slime against the edges. Oh, yeah, you're right. But I suppose the, the air would be pushing, too, or it could be. Yeah. Well, yeah, right around the leak. You get a couple layers. You get like the, the membrane layer and then the slime layer and then another membrane <laughs> layer so it's not falling down or it's just kind of staying there. Yeah, there might be a way to do it. They have tires, too, on cars that do that now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Creating a vacuum ball. This is one of the things I, I wasn't sure about. <laughs> I was thinking, well, why don't they have balloons that are vacuum balloons? Like, I'm picturing there's a little mm-hmm. toy that's like a cube, and you can, like, widen and collapse the cube. And if you put that in a balloon, you could maybe have, like, a screwdriver on the outside. And so as you widen it, it creates a, more of a vacuum. Eventually, you'd have, like, a cubic floating balloon on earth and why isn't there something like that maybe it's a fixed shape and you're just using a pump to suck air out of it and the weight of a solid frame might be too much that it's it's just not going to float but on the moon there's less gravity so i don't know if it would be easier to do it on the moon like it wouldn't float on earth but you take it to the moon then it might float on the moon trying to think what makes things float is air pressure, right? So if there's no air on the moon, I don't think anything would float on its own. So let's say you're in a spaceship on the moon, and there's air pressure in it, and you had a helium balloon, it would still float up, I believe. Mm -hmm. Only in this case, the helium balloon, it's sort of inside the spaceship, but it's also functioning as the roof of the spaceship. It's a weird, weird thing. So I, I, I think it would maybe work, but... I don't know if you could get it light enough. It'd be a tricky one. And then I thought, well, maybe even if you could get the balls light enough, maybe you're right, maybe it wouldn't create a perfect seal. Maybe it wouldn't work with the loose floating vacuum balls. So maybe you'd have to have a solid sheet on top of them. So then I thought, well, what does that gain you versus having a sheet and no balloons underneath it? Maybe the balloons provide a little bit of structural support. If it's an airtight seal, all the air is going to be constantly trying to push up and out into space. That might not be enough, if it's airtight, though. it's just going to be holding the air in. But if you put, like, weights on the top of it, eventually it would push down. So maybe the air pressure might not be enough to hold the roof. So maybe the balloons underneath it would hold it up. And then I thought, well, what if you had a normal sheet roof, like you're living in a balloon, and it develops a leak, then you have all of these floating balloons underneath it, and they'll get sucked up into the leak, and they'll clog the leak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that would work. So, At least in theory. Maybe that's not quite the same as your goop in the tire. But it would act the same way, wouldn't it? Yeah, sort of. I think it would feel very insecure if balloons were what's keeping me alive. <laughs> yeah. The layer between the air and the <laughs> cover. Although the, the principle makes sense, though, to have like a cover that... Keeps everything contained, and then something beneath that, like the balloons, that would just be uh, like a security layer, like like you mentioned. That, that would, in the event of a, a breach, uh, a layer like that would work in that way, and it would provide more more time for repairs if they were needed, and more consistently behaving rupture. Like if there was a rupture, it wouldn't you wouldn't have a massive error that putting more pressure on the, the rupture itself there'd be more of a more of a system there to minimize the damage yeah. 
And so you, you'd have to design the sheet so it doesn't just tear. Like a big, wide tear would just... Just a million balloons fly up out into space and everybody dies. It's like the worst party ever. <laughs> yeah. I like that. The, the people back on Earth like, told you that was a dumb idea. <laughs> some, some sad noisemaker just... <laughs> but yeah, that, that was Ball Pit Mundo. So it would either be, if the balls could form a perfect seal, that would just be it. That would be the ceiling of the dome. Mm-hmm. Plus it sounds fun. Or yeah. you'd have like this inflatable balloon dome and you're living in the balloon, but then you have these little balls inside it floating on the top. So if it creates a hole, then it'll get sucked up into the hole and hopefully clog it up. Yeah. Clog it. I can't imagine a terraforming plan that sounds as fun as... This ball pit as, as mundo. <laughs> <laughs> it would take a few days. Copyright Chuck and Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where I thought it was headed there for a minute. Just fill the crater with the ball pit. Yeah. <laughs> well, all the kids want to play in the balls, but then they're just looking at them on the ceiling, out of reach. Yeah. And they just have to stare at it and cry. If something goes wrong and all the air escapes, all the balls are going to fall down and everybody's going to die. And then they're going to have to dig through the ball pit <laughs> to find all the bodies. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's true. It's like the worst treasure hunt ever. In the air, the air pressure, then they float up. But yeah. then once the air pressure goes away, they're going to come back down. <laughs> Plus, it's in a crater, so the crater just gets to fill up like it's a giant moon ball. You don't pit. have to bury the dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's a self-burying. They're all multicolored, yeah. like bright oranges and reds and greens. It's a mass self-repairing grave. Self-repairing roof and self-burying <laughs> mass grave. Not just the most joyful-looking mass grave ever. <laughs> Maybe they have, like, emergency oxygen tanks, and they're trying to get to them, but they're just wading through this pile of balls. Like, Men in Black, he's got to press a button to stop a countdown, and there's, like, 30 seconds left. The world's going to end if he doesn't press this button, but he's stuck on this bouncy toy thing. It'd be like that, but in real life. It's a wild idea. Interesting. I'm regular person, Brian Pratt. I am comedian Joe Morgan. And I'm comedian Peggy Beatty. I'm comedian Tom Walma. Actually, I'm your host, Tom Walma. This is Creativity Wasted. I messed up my own intro. (laughs) (laughs) If you like this podcast, please subscribe and give a review or rating on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you got it. I have a website, creativitywasted.com, and I also started a Patreon. So if you love the show, consider donating to Patreon. Thanks for listening.